0: Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. My name is Lena Hobson and I'm here with Carolyn and with Debbie and Crystal and Sam and Sandy. And we're continuing on with our chat about some of our our favourite Bible verses, passages and what we're getting out of them. So last week we finished up, or last time we finished up on Crystal's passage we were talking about um, Psalm 46 verse 10 which says, he says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And we talked about how um, the stillness is not just about being physically still. It's about, um, you know, that that inner stillness and, and trusting God, you know, not just buzzing around all the time, trying to live life your own way, but being still and trusting in God. So it's not a physical posture necessarily, but just an attitude of the heart. And I like what this verse says I feel like it says, God just says Stop mm-hmm. and know who I truly am And you know, yeah. I will be exalted I will be, you know, I am mm-hmm. And yeah. that is enough for you yeah. I like that I Goodbye. love
1: that, Lena, where you've said stop, hey mm-hmm. Instead of be still Because I've never thought, but and I mean I've talked about it being, you know, that just Yeah, and that's perfect yeah. Stop, because what the be still is saying Just stop your fretting, stop your worrying stop your clamouring to try and work it out that's
2: good yeah. mm-hmm. it, it reminds me, um, I'm a high school teacher and I've got year 7's this year and very very occasionally I have to use the oi which mm-hmm. is the, the one thing you use and you say it once the and everyone word. just looks at you <laughs> <laughs> and they're just quiet and it's, for me it's like there's uh, in the previous verses there's turmoil and there's tumult and there's war and upheaval and it's like God says enough mm-hmm. oi Put those things aside and focus on me. Mm. And for me, that's that's a really powerful picture because we've got so many things in our day-to-day life that are clamoring for our attention. Mm. Mm. And we need to be able to say enough, quieten the voices and focus on Mm. what God wants us to focus on.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah, but I guess even within like the busy day-to-day life, you can be still in the busyness of like what you're doing every day. So
0: Mm. I often think that God gives us those seasons to train us, like you know, with kids and things like that. God's training you to like trust in Him in, like you know, in battle and things like that. You know, <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> <I don't>...
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm having a lot of training. Thirty years of yeah. like kids all day. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, you got, you need oh, it more than anyone. <laughs> <experience. laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> all right, Crystal. Do you want to go on to your next? Passage? Yeah. Yeah. My next passage kind of ties in with that. In my thinking of what Be Still is, which is Philippians 4.8, which is the whatever scripture. <clears throat> and I'm sure you've all heard it before and you've not, for me, I've not really um, thought about it and looked into it very much. So it says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So I know that there's nothing wrong with um, thinking about my should-do list, mm. thinking about um, you know all the things that I need to get done for the day, listing them out, writing them down, you know, starting on them. I, I know there's nothing wrong with those things, except when I put them in front of what I'm doing with God. Mm. Yeah. So um, for me, um, I end up being in that Martha mode, which is what Carolyn. Commented on the last podcast, um, and I end up with the the stink thinking and the you know all the wrong thoughts start coming in and bombarding me with that you know um, you should be doing this you should be doing that when I should be sitting I should be sitting down with God and and blocking all of those things off and taking my thoughts captive. Um, I know there have been times where I've been upset that I've been the one tidying or cleaning um, when the rest of the family gets to sit down and, and have family time together whether they sit and play a game or read a book or just sit on the couch and chat or even just sit and you know watch a movie they get to sit with my husband and, and I have to do all this stuff um, but if I spend my time you know, doing those things, thinking about the things that are lovely, the things that are pure, basically just thinking about God and what He's done for me, then I find that my attitude changes Mm -hmm. to where I can appreciate that my husband is looking after the children while I can just zone out and do what I need to do. And I can have that moment. I can multiply my time by worshipping God.
1: Mm.
5: I can worship Him with what I'm doing. I'm doing this for you, for the family that you've given me. Um, I can worship him by singing. You know, I can sing in my head or I can sing out loud um, in the morning. You probably shouldn't sing really loud because you (laughs) wake (laughs) people up. Um, You
3: want to keep (laughs) keep it as long
5: as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually had had, uh, two teenage boys and their dad staying with us. So we had... Ten people living in our house mm-hmm. for a while, and um, one of the boys said to me one day, "You always have music. You always have whether you're singing or you've got music on. You're always singing. You as you go about everything, you, you're doing, you're singing. You, you know, how why why do you do that?" My mother thinks it's just more noise to add to her house. You've got five kids. Mum's got. Oh, has four kids. How do you, how, how do you listen to that as well as do what you need to be doing? And it's like, well, it's all about the type of music. Mm-mm. Is the music that you're singing is it just noise or is it worship? Yeah. And that's where I have come to a point where it's like, this is my happy place. My kitchen is generally where I spend most of my time, and. Um, I know that if it's untidy and unkempt, then my brain seems to be untidy and unkempt. Mm. But if I knuckle down and I do what I do for God rather than for me, then my attitude changes. Um, And what you're saying is scriptural.
1: There's a scripture that talks about doing everything
5: unto mm. the Lord. Mm. Mm. Um, I found myself slipping back into old patterns when I had those guys staying with us and I started to have those, you know, got three extra people and you know i have to feed these guys and i have to you know yeah. and i started going down that path of they don't do anything whereas in actual fact they would come in and, and the boys would be like how can we help you prepare dinner or how can we help you do the dishes or how can mm. it, you know what my what i was saying to myself was not in fact true, actually yeah, true
1: yeah.
5: and um i started getting resentful but this scripture really made something click just over that you know, few weeks that they stayed with us, um, I found the lovely, I found the noble, I found the pure, and it was all to do with what God was doing. I was able to bless those boys and their dad with a room and food, and they washed their own clothes. I didn't have to clean up after them, yeah. but I did anyway, because it was my way to bless them, just like God blesses me with his you know, provision, he, he provides me with things. I was able to reevaluate and refocus on God. Um, would he get better about feeding others? That was a forefront question in my mind. Would he shun an opportunity to snuggle my two-year-old? Would he um, shun others in need rather than have time to himself? Would he get angry at serving those he loved? And I mm. think, you know, God paid the ultimate price mm. in Jesus for me yes. to even know him. Okay. And that's where I was able to go reevaluate, change my thought patterns. And even now, you know, I'm getting emotional because he changed me.
3: Yeah.
5: Even in the last, you know, last night I was saying to a couple of the girls that I was sitting down to write out this all neatly so I could actually follow what I was trying to say and you know Barry called me to the kitchen because he was having an issue with baking and uh, I found myself getting angry and annoyed that he called me away from my be still time to go and do something you know that could wait yeah Um, and then he went off to go and do something else, and left me to look after what was baking and and stuff. And I I felt that come that you know those resentments coming back, but I was able to take control of my thoughts and attitudes, and refocus again and just go. I was just writing about this. How can I be struggling with this right now? <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. God has got a good habit of doing that, hasn't he? <laughs> nice Best you. Oh, think goodness.
5: You know? So I'm using the mundane. Parts of my day at home with my kids, you know, doing the dishes, doing the washing, cleaning the floors, even just sitting with my two-year-old who's been, you know, waking up at 2, 3 in the morning and thinking it's party time. Yeah. Sitting, <laughs> sitting there with her and just going, you know what, she's not going to be this little for very long. Yeah, yeah. I've got an 11-year-old who's just about to start high school. And she's two, and I'm like, oh, I've got to cuddle this kid <laughs> well, okay. until, until she doesn't want me yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, and so, I've the change that's been brought about has brought a satisfaction that I haven't experienced before. I go to bed in, at night and go, I
1: actually did all right today.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, made that weary head down, and you've mm-hmm. accomplished. Mm-hmm. And what do we talk about so much over the years, Crystal's attitude, isn't it? And that's exactly what you're talking about there.
5: Yeah. So God has brought about a change in me through his word and my choosing to focus Mm -hmm. on that and being obedient when he tells me to be obedient and Mm -hmm. to do what he's telling me to do in the scripture. Mm -hmm. And the way that I've done that is by actually reading his word.
1: Mm -hmm. And you know that again, and, and you'll find that with all these scriptures, the same as we talked last time about that, do not be anxious. And again, this think on those things that are lovely and pure and of good rapport. Again, it's all that back to, again, it's putting your thoughts up You know, the Bible also tells us to fix our thoughts on Jesus. There's scripture that says, fix your eyes on Jesus, but there's another scripture that says, fix your thoughts on him. Mm -hmm. And that's what all those are, think on those things, lovely, pure, because you are going to be thinking of God. And again, Mm -hmm. it's taking your focus Mm -hmm. off down here and and changing it to that, looking up. Yeah. That's awesome.
2: Mm -hmm. I figure if you're not thinking about what's true and noble and right, you're thinking about things that are not (laughs) the opposite you know so what's the opposite of true it's false what's the opposite of noble it's like base and decrepit you know right wrong pure impure impure (laughs) you know um and you know the the thoughts that you dwell on start to define your personality Mm yeah and they come out in the words that you speak in the way you interact so you know by changing those thought patterns um it means that your actions are going to start to follow mm. along. And, you know, especially when, um, uh, I think it's you, Carolyn, you said when the fruit gets squeezed, you really find out what it's made of. Mm-hmm. You know, when yeah. we're put in those pressure situations, um, the words that come out, the actions that come out, really um, tell what our, our thoughts have been thinking. Mm-hmm. Because well, no, one access, see, yeah. no one sees our thoughts yeah. Yeah. apart from God. Um, and it's in those pressure moments where, you know, what you've been dwelling on, comes out, mm-hmm. and so we need to make sure we're training ourselves that the true, the noble, the right, the pure, the lovely, the admirable, the excellent, the praiseworthy—that that becomes natural, mm-hmm. and it becomes our um, our default thinking pattern rather mm-hmm. than the opposite.
1: And it's all about that, isn't it? Training your mind, taking your thoughts captive and, like you say, when those resentments come, you know, changing your thinking. And what you're talking about, Sam, as well there, the Bible also says, the art of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so that's where all those resentments and things would take hold. Mm -hmm. Just to go back to your, because you've mentioned it, and mentioned, I think, in the last one, the should-do list. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I really want to say this and, and and i want to try and try to do this and you know like let's always think whenever we get that thought in our head my should do that this is the first thing on my should do list you know because yeah. like you say it's all um part of it will be ourselves our flesh and also the enemy throwing oh you should be doing this you should be doing this and we start countering with actually what i should be doing above all of that is this yeah. time with God, because that list does try and take over and, and push that out.
4: Yeah. the The other thing with that is, is I I've, I've actually experienced where yeah, when I have actually put that that time with God and and focusing on God first, it actually like you know even if on the most mundane of days, you know when you've got washing, you've got mm-hmm. shopping, you've got you know all the boring stuff that has to get done and it actually shifts your focus to like oh this is hard to actually remember who you're doing it for
0: mm-hmm.
4: you know and in everything that we do like you know it's like oh no one ever picks up their own socks you know but you're not doing it for them you're not picking up the socks because well you know yes you're keeping a, a nice house or whatever you know you're doing but you're not doing it for that person you're doing it for god oh, yeah. Yeah. or you know like you've got a task at work you know that I don't really want to do this but if you've got okay well i need to focus on god first Mm -hmm. and even doing that all the mundane you know the sorting of the mail or the Mm -hmm. typing of emails or whatever you know it's it's not for your boss it is for
1: your god you know and Mm. and
4: when you start to like i mean it's been said a few times when you focus on god you're not focusing on downwards you know and when you're remembering why you live and who you serve, mm-hmm. you won't be whipped around, chasing your tail yep. down here. Because mm-hmm.
1: yeah. you can't you can't look up and down at the same no. time, and mm-hmm. it's the same you know with the trying to the thoughts and mm-hmm. trying to worry or praise. You can't do both at the same time. And mm-hmm. yes, that's a really good point. Remembering who you're doing it for, and because that's the thing. Everything we do um, is either going to bring glory to God. Mm-hmm. What's going to be dishonouring to his name if we're doing the wrong thing? So, yeah.
5: Yeah. And I think too, for me, um, because I have an eleven-year-old girl who's, you know, about to start high school. um, I started a a devotional going through the whatever scriptures with her, so that we could discuss it together, and so she kind of keeps me accountable, as well as me teaching her at the same time. Good. So she's learning, what I'm only really delving really into in the last few yeah. years, she's learning now at 11, before she gets to high school, so that when she does come against you know, the world and how things are in, in high school and the hormones and the, all that sort of stuff, yeah. she can actually, one, talk to me, and two, focus on God yeah. and, and, and who he is for her and focus on the pure and the lovely and the good. Mm-hmm. That is around her, rather than just looking at the. And bad you just stuff.
1: setting her up for having to deal with so many less issues than maybe what we did, hey? Because mm-hmm. you're just mm-hmm. doing that love for the word into her and using that which is so awesome i mean it's exciting to do that yeah i've just um got a new granddaughter as you all know (laughs) um and you know there's been so many times when i thought oh i wish i knew what i know now when my son was little you know i would have done a lot more inputting Mm. of the word than i did i mean i read it to him but i was not as much into it as what i am now i'm just and i thought i've got this great opportunity to do that and you know, mm-hmm. she should hopefully have to deal with a lot less things or be able to deal with them in just, you know, a different Much way. Better way she'll yeah. know, I really yeah. want to instill yeah. that love for the word in mm-hmm. her and instill the word into her. And, you know, um, one of the things I've said for years and years is the best gift that you could give your child and um, any parent not just Christians, as a love for reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm thinking, like, you know, as a Christian, that's one of the best gifts that I can impart, that legacy is just a, a love for the Word, of reading the Word of God specifically, because mm-hmm. I can't impart to her a relationship with Jesus Christ that has to come herself. But if I can instill and impart that love for the Word, yeah, then that's going to be a natural progression that would come mm-hmm. out of that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so, Yeah.
2: And that's you know, wise parenting as well, being strategic and going, this is coming up, these are yeah. possible
1: yeah. situations,
2: yeah. how can I prepare her for when this happens or that happens? Yeah. You know, yeah. um, the wisdom says prepare now rather than doing the band-aid approach and trying to yeah. fix it yeah. when it happens, yeah. you know, putting things in place before they happen mm. so that when she gets to a friendship dilemma... She knows how to handle it. Yeah, a she's lot got better. the
1: best possible tools and skill that you can give her. I mean, you can't take away all the situations. No, there may be some that can be avoided, but at least then, in, in that, she's got the best possible help.
5: And hey? and mm. teaching her the way that she should go. You know, yeah. I need to be allowed, able to let her fly on her own. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to be there forever for yeah. her to lean back on or yeah. to fall back on. Um, you know, I will be there obviously, as as a mum and and. Come alongside her, but I want her to be able to bring these things up for her for herself on yeah. her own. Yeah. And it's the same with the, you know the other four of my children. I want them to have the same thing. Yeah. It's not just her. It's,
1: yeah, all, of it's all of them. Yeah, obviously, all of them. Yeah, and that's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then she in turn as well can help the younger ones with you yeah. know like her experience and yeah yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: That's a so wonderful gift you're giving her, Sandy. Would you like to um unless anyone has anything else to say? um, saying so you want to pop on to your
3: scripture? Yeah, so my scripture that I've chosen is Psalm 119, verse hundred and five. Um so I could have done like the whole section there, like <laughs> one twelve, but like I figured I just did the small part, which is still quite got quite enough in it. Um, so I guess I started with like just the meaning of the verse and what it is to me um so i guess it's it has a lot deeper meaning than i thought it was like so i grew up reading this verse when i was younger and then like as i've gone into it like because i always just thought that it literally meant like the lord's word is a light for my path and His word will show me where i should put my steps um which is true but there's more to this verse than i thought Um, This I found out as I was doing the research um, for this meeting Um, and learning the different parts to this verse, though it's quite short, it's got a lot in it. Um, I guess part of the meaning that I found is like it's how life should be lived Um, and I'll go further on to explain that. Um, So start looking at like sort of, so with the start of the verse you've got your word So the phrase word and what it means. So it shows us the nature of the word of God and that it is alive and active. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Um, The Lord also wanted to give his word to the world to show how we are able to live with him leading us. Um, The word is also a reference to the Holy Spirit of God as he is a living entity so too is the word of god as it changes the word of god shows us new things each time we look at it and things that we would not have otherwise known or seen Um, the word is like a lamp it gives light to new things as god wants to show us and this light is a teaching tool from god the word has correction and instruction in the way to live life the verse is also making reference to how often we should use the Word of God. We should use it daily as we would a lamp or a light. It's not mm-hmm. like you'd go without a light in the night time mm-hmm. to see. So then, why don't we use the Word of God as much when it will help us to see better in our daily life? There is something I'm constantly learning as it is so easy to be caught up in life and be too busy or too tired to be in the Word. But I'm sure that most of the time, when we do get into the Word, you feel so much better than you did before when you hadn't spent any time in the Word. I know that this is very much the case for me. Um, The Word of God is a light to our path. It directs our steps in the right way in which we should go. I've learnt that that the Lord is a lamp. He turns the darkness into light that he can and will be a light for us to show where you should go with your life and where your steps should go. Also, that the human spirit is a lamp of the Lord that sheds light on one's inmost in being. So then, how is your heart reflecting the Lord? This I know some days I can do better than the other days. <laughs> oh, we all totally so <laughs> Um, and then also earlier, like, what, I guess a bit more personally um, for this verse. Um, so earlier this year, I was, we had our ladies camp. Um, and then I was looking at this verse because it is one of my favorites to use. Um, and I found out, like, just looking at it again, that God lights up your path, even when you feel like you can't see, that he only shows you what, you need, what he needs you to see right now. Mm -hmm. so that his plans will be fulfilled. Also, he doesn't show you the whole thing all Mm -hmm. at once. Mm
5: -hmm.
3: Like a lamp, he'll show you just enough. Have you ever been outside on a really dark night Mm
5: -hmm.
3: and have a torch that has average brightness? Mm -hmm. And it'll show you a little bit in front of you, just enough so that you can see where you need to put your feet, but not so much so that you are able to see the whole path. Mm-hmm. that you're about to travel. This is what God is doing. Mm-hmm. It is so that you have to keep moving to be able to see more of what the journey or path will hold. I that. <laughs>
1: well, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: This is a constant reminder in my, my life because I tend to want to know the whole plan. Get <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I can see and understand it all. This is because of, I guess, like your trust issues. And then like it's a bit more than that. It's like a control issue that I want to mm. be able to control. It.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> I want to have full control of my life, and, which leads to showing that I don't have enough trust in God. But and it's hence why I love this verse. Because it's such a great reminder to me that my Lord is way bigger than any plan I could ever think of having for my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: That he can foresee way further down my path than I ever could, and that I should and must trust him in all things, and his plan will work out for my good. Mm-hmm. Even if there is a trials on my path that he wants me to go through so that further down the path he is able to use those
1: for things for my growth. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I love what you said there as well, that it keeps us moving. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I agree with you what you say. I would love to have blueprints for my life <laughs> and no. But having, having said that, I do realise that the times where we've been in situations that have been um, situations that, to be honest, if I had known, it Was going yeah. to be like that, I would have chosen not to go there or to do <laughs> yeah. it, oh, and yet yeah. those situations I have been the ones, um, you know, and yeah. uh, particularly for David Nine ministry of our times of biggest growing, growing. And I mean, you know, the one particular church that we took, we didn't have to, and it was like, you know, oh, should we, shouldn't we? Um, and that is where we learn all our main lessons about spiritual warfare and stuff, and but at the hardest time, but and and I know. Even having learned that, that if I had seen ahead, we would have taken a different route. Um, So,
4: or even the opposite. You know, like if we if we could see all the way ahead, sometimes we would just run, you know, (laughs) in speed, and we would miss out on the lessons along along the way, or miss out on the blessings, you know, of the scenery along the way.
1: Yeah, you know. So, yeah. The thing is that if you can see you don't need to trust exactly yeah. and yeah. so it's those and not seeing that's actually also developing helping you to develop your trust mm-hmm. and grow your trust in God because mm-hmm. yeah you don't need to trust when you can see it and you know where it's all going so yeah that's mm-hmm. really good Sandy yeah. I, just like you said there's so much packed in there and I love how when you say that your word mm-hmm. just stopping there Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, you know, active and all the stuff that's just in there is, um, yeah, amazing. Um, and that light on your path, like you say, when it's so dark and you can't see your way, you can't see your way through the mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. and that's where God comes in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's really
2: good. And something similar, like when you were talking about that, um, I had been thinking about a trip to Mount Warning that I did, climbed Mount Warning, the highest mountain in... Queensland um, to see the sunrise, so we're climbing at two in the morning, um, and I'd forgotten a torch. And um, so I had this tiny little pen torch that I found in my center console, and it lasted for about half an hour out of the couple of hours climbing that we were doing. And so I had to use my cousin's torch on his phone to do it, and it was just enough to stop you from tripping over the roots and the little bits of rocks that are in the way, just enough uh, but you couldn't see around you, you didn't know what was on top of your head. Um, <laughs> there wasn't enough moonlight or starlight to see anything else and you, you really did have to trust the people who were in front of you with their little torch and what you can see with your little torch. Um, and you know, we've got people around us who are just that little bit further ahead on the journey and what, their, what the word is actually speaking to them also illuminates it for us Mm -hmm. as well so we can kind of learn from their experiences but we still have to go along that same path and learn Mm -hmm. it for ourselves and go through that journey but um where we point our torch is is where it's going to be useful so if we point our torch to the right or to the left it's not actually going to light where god wants to to take us Mm -hmm. you know we have to make sure that we're focused on that next step that he wants
1: and that's isn't it that's faith as well mm-hmm. that next step up, i have to just and he's just like just i just want you to take the next step the next step and yeah. this is just a little bit off topic but still talking about trust but i often think about how many of you before you just came in here tonight and sat down actually really studied the chair and the <laughs> to make sure it's going to hold you. It is your couch Carol. No, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we just, yeah. we trust that that's going to hold us and not yeah. collapse. If we, every time we sat on it, it collapsed, you would get weary about, you know, but we just sit down without thinking. And so we yeah. trust that and just, yeah. you know, to be able to get to that level of God would be mm. really, you know, and that trust. But then again, that, that not seeing yeah. is what's developing that. And like, you know, he is so gracious, he still just gives us enough for, the next part, the next part yeah, yeah.
5: and also like what you were saying Sam is that you have to trust the person in front of you or well, sometimes if that person in front of you goes off in the wrong direction mm. you need to trust that God is pointing you in the right direction yeah.
1: Yeah. rather than mm. just following needlessly and that's why you path. have to know yeah. the word for yourself and being in yeah. yourself you can yeah. listen to other people speaking and teaching and preaching and that's all good but yeah. like you say, Crystal, if that person goes off, you need to know enough about the Word yourself as well to know, even recognize that's the wrong direction and just be in it for mm-hmm, yourself. That's true. And maybe yeah. even call them back. <clears throat> yeah, but
3: then you can also, like, even if someone is seeing, like they're teaching you what they've seen and like, the Word, like, you
1: could be see, see something totally different yes. actually, like, then, like, yeah. let them, like, see that experience as well. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and the Holy Spirit's amazing like that. He personalizes it to you. Definitely. like you can get one verse of scripture and there can be 10 different needs and it will talk to every single one of them because like you say you know he's gonna you'll mm-hmm. you'll see something different for what god needs you to see at that time and and i loved what you said as well sandy but it doesn't matter how many times every time you can go into it and you can read a verse so many times yeah. and get something mm-hmm. different out of it you know and that, and that's just allowing the Holy spirit as well to speak mm-hmm. to you through the word which is you know, we talk a lot about intimacy with God and hearing God's, God speak and everything, which you do. But uh, one of the biggest ways that he speaks is through his word. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's a perfect point to wrap up. Um, yeah, we hope you enjoyed our podcast. And we just, again, really encourage you to get into the word for yourself. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can jump onto our website, www.life-house.net and we'll catch you, well, you'll catch us next podcast. Mm